Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to the Oscars Cheat Sheet miniseries. Why bother having an opinion on this year's Best Picture nominees when you can just use ours? Welcome along, everybody, to our Cult Popshift podcast, our Cult Popshift podcast and our miniseries, the Oscars Cheat Sheet, where we discuss all the films nominated for Best Picture in 2022, one episode at a time. I am AJ, joined by Richard and our actor slash friend Aaron, and today we're going to talk about a little film called Belfast. Mm. Uh, this is a uh, British slash Irish uh, coming of age drama written and directed by Kenneth Branagh. Uh, it's sort of loosely based on his uh, childhood. Um, he describes it as his most personal film, uh, but yet yeah, set uh, during uh, his childhood in Belfast, Northern Ireland, at the beginning of The Troubles in 1969. Mm. Um, and yeah, what's what's this one about? This one is, I mean, you basically just said it there. It's it's the troubles. It's the, um, the the this little town or the, this. It's it's focused mainly on like a, a on a single street almost in mm. Belfast, where um Catholics are being, you know, sort of forcefully tried to you know forced to leave the town by the protestant attackers um and uh it's all of this is told through the eyes of an eight-year-old i think he's eight-year-old maybe eight-year-old seven-year-old boy named buddy um who's uh, a, a, a protestant who doesn't you know doesn't understand why why we can't all just world. get along why can't we all just get along um and meanwhile his family his parents are trying to figure out whether or not they should leave belfast and move jump ship move somewhere else um and that's it's pretty yeah pretty story light outside of that it's more i think the strength of this film comes from the observation of such troubles no pun intended from the eyes of a child um yeah what'd you guys think i thought um yeah i i really loved it really loved it and (laughs) before we went to watch the movie all i knew about it was like it's in black and white and it's about the troubles and i was like man this is 
This is going to be a long day at the cinema. But it turned out it was just like God, this just kind give of- it the Oscar now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to have to watch it. Um, yeah, and then I watched it, and it was like this delightful kind of fun coming. I mean, obviously, the to the back, the, the kind of background of um, sadness and awful things happening, but it was this yeah. sort of kind of light-hearted coming-of-age story peppered with... Um, songs by van morrison like there are so many things about it that really just i loved i loved it so much it, it is so funny because I, I i've seen a few people sort of d- that you describe it like that where it's like oh it's just what a nice charming feel good i mean obviously it's about the trouble so it's like you got that going. <laughs> but just like that it is funny that it is I mean, like, I kind of similar to Jojo Rabbit in a lot of ways. That it's like it's about something horrible going on in the background, but because we're seeing it through the eyes of a kid, it is it becomes this charming, feel good mm. film. A breezy ninety seven minutes. Um, Very quick. Bal- Belfast, indeed. Belfast, mm. indeed. <laughs> what AJ's referring to there is um, Belfast as a suburb in our hometown, Christchurch. <laughs> I was not referring famously, to that. Um, very quick. <laughs> I was saying it goes pie fast. I wanted this movie to suck so that my review of it could be more like Bell Slow. Mm. But unfortunately, I felt this was a was incredibly breezy. Like mm. I couldn't believe how how, how Belfast it was. How Belfast it was. How <laughs> bloody Belfast it was. Um that being said, I would put this upper or lower lower mid-tier for me. I didn't I wasn't like there was there's a couple of moments where I was like, that's a good scene. But most of it, I think, um, one of those films where if you don't know a lot about the history, you might it might pay to read the Wikipedia page of the plot synopsis after you've finished to get a full uh, understanding, which I did. Um, I thought that um, uh, that it was yeah, it was it was pretty good. <laughs> Not much to say about it, to be honest. So I like pretty much like most of the um, best picture nominees. I hadn't watched any trailers or anything like that. Like didn't go into it knowing what it was about because i'm like hey you know i'll watch them anyway it's fun to go on blind so like drive my car i had this weird experience where i i just knew i was like oh yeah it's a you know an actor gets a chauffeur that was essentially all i knew about it and i was like you know ready for like a green book kind of style like unlikely friendship road movie uh which you know does it features sort of an unlikely friendship um but uh yeah green book it is not um in and 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 in some good ways <laughs> and mostly good ways but it's yeah i was kind of expect and so i think also my um experience to drive my car was um, i was expecting a lot more of a fun movie <laughs> but that's on me mm. um but belfast so going into i knew it was in black and white i knew it was you know somewhat about um Kenneth Branagh's childhood. I didn't know it was took place during the Troubles, but then it was like, as soon as it started, it's like, oh, obviously. But the only thing that I knew about the film was I had seen, while I was at the movies, like a, a TV screen was playing that was like, I think it was like, you know, the Oscars films are playing here. And it had one shot from the film and it was Jamie Dornan, uh, like holding uh, one of those old school microphones and leaning to one side as, as he was singing. And like, you know, clearly putting on a performance. And, you know, I knew Jamie Dornan was on it. He was getting a lot of praise for his performance. And then the film started. The film got like, we got 90 minutes into this 97 minute film. Or like even halfway through, I was like, how the fuck is this shot of Jamie Dornan going to be in this film? <laughs> and and like the film was just nowhere near anything. And then it got to get 90 minutes into the film. It was almost over. And I was like, 
when the fuck like what was this just a, from a deleted scene or something and then yeah they go to a funeral and he and he sings um everlasting love which is a, a great scene and and i was like ah now but it's it is pretty much the last scene of the film um but yeah it was just funny having that hanging over the whole time being like how the how the fuck does the one thing i know about this film fit into <laughs> it this movie made me consider that everlasting love is a song that was around in 1969 i would have thought it was a lot later than that and also they name drop um flakes and crunchy bars in this film which not only did i think were new zealand or australasian specific candies <laughs> but were also apparently around in 1969 as well so i was like all over the place learning all sorts of things in this movie <laughs> i also like how uh universal the world's hatred is of turkish delights <laughs> i love turkish lots <laughs> yeah i think they're pretty good too but yeah it's weird how universally people are like oh turkish delight the dud candy <laughs> um i don't know i think that um i'd be i i was i think i wanted the, this to be more than it was after hearing like because you know two months ago this was pick for first this is what people yeah. thought was going to win well, yeah it's interesting because this is i know you had the same experience but this is a film that i hadn't heard of until i heard until i found out it was the front runner for best picture yeah yeah um and and so i think i was expecting it to be a little more i don't know maybe obvious and what it was what the, in the story it was telling i don't know i don't know what i wanted from this movie i had a pleasant time watching this i think there's a scene where judy dench and again it's one of these like oscar-y scenes there's a scene where judy dench Who's talks about how oscar for- yeah and this i think is her probably her oscar scene where she talks about um watching a movie when she was young where people go to shangri-la and how magical it looked and sort of like there's a sadness to the fact that she will forever be in belfast while her family is moving on i think was the the idea there and she she has a very sad ending to this movie where her entire her husband dies and her family moved to england and she's just left alone and i'm not sure what no, she's not going Ken- oscar that should be fun <laughs> i think <laughs> kenneth branner is, is maybe working through some guilt there almost of like potentially leaving his grandmother behind and one interesting thing in this film is that it is black and white aside from whenever um media is being shown did you notice this yeah so I, I wanted to, they, to talk about this yeah so they they watch chitty chitty bang bang and we see it fucking in terrible movie Sucks. And they, like, so long gone. and so boring oh my god what are we talking about chitty uh, chitty Belfast or chitty 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 fuck man like that is oh i did not god. expect this from bringing up chitty chitty bag bag you um, should you should expect it always it fucking sucks <laughs> there's also a scene where they watch a play of a christmas carol and that is in color to the point where when it does the reverse shot you can see reflected on judy mm. ditch's glasses is the colored reflection of the yeah. play happening and i wanted to ask you guys do you reckon there is a point to this because it could be very easy to just be like it looks cool <laughs> well so the, the interesting thing is though because i and i and i was and i was thinking about this that it's like that only really works because we know it's kenneth brandon's childhood because it's the mm. the color is like you're seeing a, a kid fall in love with the art of film and because mm. we know it's kenneth brandon who went on to be a director and, and an actor mm. that Whereas, like, the film doesn't make it explicit at any point that it's like, this kid wants to be an actor, this kid wants to be a director, anything like that. Um, mm. 
And so, yeah, for me, it was like, I found that interesting. But then also, I guess that it's outside of that, you could just say that it's like escapism kind of thing. It's that yeah, it's, yeah. everything going on in his life is so dark. And I mean, like the kid's reaction to watching uh, this god awful film, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, is that he's, you know, you, you see the wonder in his eyes and, and, and it's, an, it's, mm. an esca- it's an escapism. Uh, but mm. I, I thought the way it used color. I mean, yeah. I mean, aside from any any way you want to read into it, it does look cool, and and especially like mm-hmm. the things like the reflecting Granny's eyes. I think, yeah, it's it's, it's a very fun, uh, little, yeah, uh, extra part to the film. It is funny though. I, uh, watched Death on the Nile, um, like mm-hmm. a couple of days before after I saw this, and it's both obviously directed by Kenneth Branagh, but um. Death on the Nile is primarily in color, but its opening scene is in black and white. And Belfast opens with like um, postcard shots, essentially of um, of Belfast, like modern, which, day modern Belfast. day, which are in color. But then the red, the films primarily in black and white. Just like the mm. films come out within a few weeks of each other that uh, you know use color in opposite ways. Kenneth Brand's crazy career, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the last couple of years, gone from fucking Artemis Fowl to this. That's well, and also because Death on the Nile was shit. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Did he direct Death on the Nile? Yeah. Ah, yeah. But he also directed Thor as well, eh? Like the first Thor. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He, he he's got a really interesting. Um. Yeah, he did a bunch of um, Shakespeare adaptations, and then Thor, Jack Ryan, Shadow Recruit. He did the Cinderella, twenty fifteen. Murder on the Honor Express, Artemis Fowl, Belfast, Death on the Nile. It, it, like Belfast is kind of like him proving. Hey, I've still got it when most of his films have been shit. <laughs> I think I would push back on the idea that you need to know or that there's anything about necessarily movies or suggesting his like future and TV and stuff. I I mean, I read it that the color is more about escapism and that's sort of echoed by the fact that like the future of Belfast where their like, troubles are you know quote unquote behind them is in color as well so i would say that mm. for me in the movie color is more indicative of moments of escape or um uh coming out of the troubles i guess um rather than necessarily mm. being like he's a young actor and he's his eyes become bright when he watches movies mm. and also like what is it what i guess is the movie at large saying on escapism or escaping right because at the end of the film it once again goes to color and shows these postcard shots of modern day belfast and it says for the ones who stayed for the ones who left and for the ones who were lost or something like that mm. because like it seems like a very grim idea to be to say like this movie is about how sometimes you just gotta get out because you set the you sacrifice something in mm. doing that you like with the granny character you have to leave behind a lot of the stuff you love and no one is really that happy about moving it's just sort of something they are reluctant and have to do at the end so i'm wondering what do you guys think of that yeah. what, do you, well, what I mean, do you think this movie is saying i guess like yeah, it shows a lot about the importance of escapism and stuff like that if you have a character that's so desperate but for an escape that they're willing to watch Chitty Chitty Bang Bang all the way through. <laughs> of course. I think that's implicit in the text. I was ask- I was actually asking you to think a little deeper, Richard, and not just say what was obvious to everyone. <laughs> well, I'm not going to. Aaron? Um, yeah, it's a tough one, eh? I mean, 
It's interesting as well when you kind of consider more widely the history of the Irish people full stop, you know, like you would say mm-hmm. there are sort the of potato famine. people who have been forced to immigrate. Yeah, exactly. If we're talking about the potato famine and various other points in Irish history of like, you know, millions of Irish people leaving their country in order to create a better life and there's also i guess there has to be an acknowledgement that you know as much as you're kind of moving on to try and create a brighter future for your children you're also leaving behind everything you've ever known yeah in order to do that you know so i guess it's i guess it just talks about the kind of the cost to everyone that results from these kinds of you know sad and ultimately meaningless Mm. kind of conflicts did you know that the um yeah. the population of Ireland hasn't recovered to pre-famine levels? Well, wow. this is Northern Ireland, which I'm I've been told is a different country to Ireland. Uh, it actually yeah, kind of is. Yeah, you're right. Because <laughs> if you look at um, it's a whole thing. I was actually having a discussion about this the other day. Um, if like the 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 idea of like the UK versus the British Isles versus Great Britain, that um. Yeah, the the British Isles is everything. The United Kingdom is Scotland, England, and Wales, and Northern Ireland, but not yeah. Ireland. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's at the at the heart of the conflict that is this movie and the real life events it uses as its as its background. Um, what what are this? What's Belfast's odds of winning these days? Is it still number one? Uh, it's it, it's fallen behind for another film, uh, which we'll reveal. I I I would say it's very much not the favorite. Um, now I'd say, uh, spoilers for the next episode. Power of the Dog is, it's 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 Power of the Dogs award to lose at this point. It's been winning so right. many other um, uh, things, which is surprising because it's been competing against men. Hmm. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so, so is this like second? Oh yeah, and, this is second. Yeah. Okay, and what else is it nominated for? Uh, it's also nominated for where are we? Uh, so yeah, best picture, best director for Kenneth Branagh, best supporting actor for Karen Hines, who plays Pop, and then um, best supporting actress for Judy Dench, who plays um, Graham. Uh, original screenplay for Kenneth Branagh, Best Sound, uh, which is now consolidated into one award, no longer sound mixing and editing. Uh, and uh, Best Original Song, yeah. Um, Van Morrison wrote a new one in addition to sort of using his... Okay, catalog. so the um the, we didn't talk about Pop at all, but he, I thought he was probably, you know, well-deserved Oscar there, Oscar nomination there, because I thought he was one of the better characters, or funnier mm-hmm. characters in the film. The, the highlight, I think, is the relationship between buddy and his grandparents and i thought that was there are a lot of great scenes from there that i guess were great enough to be the only acting nominations pulled from belfast's uh mm. finished product um yeah well does anyone have any other thoughts on on belfast or shall we close up shall we shall we end our belfastest episode mm. what do you think yeah. Are you guys just not going to say anything for three minutes so it won't be our Belfast? <laughs> um, yeah. No. I don't, I just, it's, this is, this is like, I was worried. I was like, God, sometimes Oscar noms are hard to talk about because there's just nothing I have to say. And we were doing well until we got to this one. And it's like, maybe I just have nothing to say about Belfast. It's just a nice movie. 
Mm. And yeah, I guess the question is, should that win? Should just a nice movie win? And apparently no. A a gripping, (laughs) tragic movie should win instead. Uh, Cool. All right. Well, if you guys enjoyed this, uh, please follow Cold Popshire on Twitter and Instagram. You can email us at coldpopshiremedia at gmail.com. You can throw us some money over at patreon.com slash coldpopshire. Or you can join our Discord, which is in the show notes. Um, Come and tell us why you are completely flummoxed as to why Belfast is our shortest episode because you have a hundred things to say mm. about it. I want to hear what those hundred things are. Richard, maybe, what is and our maybe final... you guys want to um, defend Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> a good Richard, luck. what what is our final Oscar nominated film going to be? It is, of course, The Power of the Dog. From one New Zealand suburb to another. Twizel for Power of the Dog. Twizel is much larger than a suburb. I apologise to the people of of Twizel. (laughs) Just end on your apology. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 